0: welcome to the new author podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast, a special edition. Uh, This is episode number 88, but it is interview episode number one, and most likely there will not be a number two. Um, This is, uh, today is August 2nd, 2020. We're recording this right after we recorded our our podcast for this week, and I'm releasing this one day later. It's going to be released on Monday, August 3rd, because today we have a special guest. Joining me, as always, is my sister, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Your head's okay. Heads feeling better. Yeah.
0: Head Heads feeling better. Thanks.
1: Okay, good. Um, she had some kind of a headache where she couldn't see. I, I never heard of this before.
0: It's a, it really an strange. ocular migraine
1: to go with your substantial shoulder or whatever that what was. A that?
0: Substantial subscapular
1: what was subscapular shoulder issue. You're fine. Uh, as-
0: a chromioclavicular joint is inflamed and painful. I know I, th- I burned I my I fingers on again. the oven yesterday too. Man. You can add that to the list. It's <laughs> a good thing Jeremy's home.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, that voice belongs to our interview person, interview interviewee, right? Interviewee Guess. person. Uh, we've decided that mm, over the past few years, we've talked about our mom being the person who has edited us, done basically a, a um, developmental edit, or as I like to call it, you've put me through um, college creative writing one, two, and three. Over the past year and a half so we've decided to have our mom on to ask her um what it was like to edit us so joining up both of us today is our mother kathy mom how are you doing today
2: oh i'm just peachy king
1: just peachy king That's good i just hear. watched
2: greece a few days ago so i'm still in the 50s mode oh, <laughs> she's gonna great. use fifties vernacular this is gonna great. be great
1: <laughs> wonderful um so like i said we want to have you on because you have edited us edited us over the past couple years and i wanted to see uh we went we wanted to see kind of like what it was from your point of view we've talked about from our point of view sending you chapters and getting them back and we've read like funny comments that you've made um and and i just wanted uh, we just want to see what it was like now from your point of view so uh the first question i have before we even get into what it was like to edit us is what what where do you come from in terms of editing and writing? what's your background
2: well I was an English major in college and um I did not go all the way through and get my degree, but um I took mostly upper um, level English and literature classes, and that involved a lot of writing and being critiqued by my professors. And then I worked as a newspaper editor for 12 years. I wrote a weekly column and uh, feature articles. I had to do pretty much everything. I had to do my own photography. Um, And in some cases I had to even lay out the pages. And then I became an editor of the community newspapers, our main daily newspaper that covers our county, they had uh, nine community newspapers. And I started out with one and ended up with all nine before I finally retired. So I was putting out um, two newspapers a week every month. And that included finding content and Editing uh, four of those newspapers, I had my own reporters, and I would have to edit their copy when it came in, and there's a lot of wannabe writers out there, and <laughs> some of the stuff I got took hours and hours to go through and, and revamp to make it worthy of being printed in a newspaper.
0: Oh, but I thought they, you were talking
2: about Jerry and I there for a second. No, no.
0: This was, <laughs> this was a
2: whole other batch of, <laughs> of people.
0: Um, so of I have a question. Okay. Um, what did you think when we told you that we wanted to write something? Now, Jerry was, what, two years, three years before I had even
2: thought of it. Um, so I just want to know, like, what what were your thoughts? Well, I was excited about it. Um, I always get excited when I hear somebody wants to write something because, you know, that's always been my thing. And um, anybody that wants to to do that needs to be encouraged. And I knew he had the ability. I mean, he was reading when he was three years old. And, um, <laughs> well, you were. And I would... Um, and and i and I thought that's where he would eventually go, and then he turned around and went with numbers instead, which is not my thing and uh and that's okay too, but when he came back around and said he wanted to write a novel that he had a story in him and he needed to get it out, I was all for it.
1: yeah, I went into college as a journalism major think you only
2: lasted like one semester two
1: semesters, and i yeah. I thought to myself, I sit in front of a computer at college and I'm doing well, and then I come home and sit in front of a computer at night. I might as well just get paid to do this, so yeah, and went <laughs> computers first
0: <laughs> um, so when I told you that I was writing something was it kind of like, um?" Riding on the coattails kind of thing, or like what were your no, thoughts about that?
2: No, I never thought that. um I knew that whatever you decided to write would be different than whatever your brother did, but like i said i I was all for it. I was you know ready to help out any way I could, and you know if it if it worked out, fine, and if it didn't, okay, you know mm-hmm. there you have other skills, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right.
2: Did the I, um, I, um, go, ahead. go
1: ahead. Did no, you, the background? Did the background in newspaper and you know? I think you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when you were over here. Is you were more uh, literature-based than than what we're doing in terms of fiction? Um, do you think the background in newspaper and the, the the literature stuff you did still made it easy for you to edit our you know my goofy science fiction and Lindsay's romance?
2: I think it did. I really do. Because I, I was always, I used to write things even before I went to college and went to, um, the, the newspaper. I was, I was writing short stories. I was in writing workshops and I knew enough about creative writing and, and newspaper writing is, is really a lot different. It's, they use a whole different style. Um, and I have had read before I started at the newspaper that creative writing and <clears throat> AP style writing, AP stands for Associated Press, who basically sets the standard for most re- newspaper um, writing, and that they're totally different styles and that you can only be one or the other. And I, I didn't believe it. I don't believe that you, can o- you only have to be one or the other. Um, and I think a lot of people out there have proved that.
1: Do you remember?
2: it It did make me, it did help me a lot with editing your stuff because it was just more education that I had that I was able to use on your writing.
1: Do you remember when each of us delivered the first thing to you and what you thought of it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear about this cuz I remember <laughs> I remember reading I remember the scary. I remember reading the very first thing you wrote to me. I remember reading the notes you gave me. I, I was in a car going from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Manitowoc, Wisconsin with my boss and she was driving and I remember just sitting in the passenger seat reading through the notes. I don't remember what I thought of them. I probably laughed cuz it was probably funny. But yeah, what what yeah, what what did you think?
2: I remember when you told me that you were writing and that you, you, I don't remember whether you asked if I knew of any person that would edit it for you or look over it. And, or if you told me that you were just looking for someone and I said, I told you I would do it. And you said, I don't want my mom to do it because you were afraid I would going to I was going to read it and say, "Oh, it's really good because I'm your mom."
1: I think by law you I thought you had to.
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't have been doing you any favors. Either of you. I wouldn't have, you know, I I knew that if you were serious about this, if this is what you really wanted to do, that I would try to pass on whatever I knew to you. And that's basically what I tried to do. I mean, I know the terms of the different types of editors, developmental editors and copy editors and, and other types of, of editors that a lot of wannabe writers will send their stuff to, to try to get it, you know, critiqued and, and see what improvements they need. I just knew what you were sending to me and what i needed to tell you to make it better my
0: favorite comment of yours is nope try again
2: well i think when (laughs) i started doing that i i was getting to the point where whenever i would edit something if i wanted you to do something a different way i would make suggestions Mm -hmm. and i would say okay you wrote it this way but maybe it would be better if you wrote it this way or this way, or you could say it, you know, like this yeah. instead. And I had just gotten to the point where I thought, okay, I, they, at one point you've got to, I've got to push you out of the nest and make you fly. So <laughs> it, I wasn't going to offer the suggestions anymore. I was just going to say, okay, th- this isn't right. You, you figure it out.
0: Which I did like because, I mean, I loved getting suggestions from you because it was always better than what I wrote. But I would have such a hard time racking my brain trying to come up with kind of like the same thing, only different. So I wasn't using your words necessarily. But no matter what I came up with, your stuff was always better. So I kind of liked it, you know, after a while, once I kind of learned what I was doing, when you would just say, no, try again, and then let me figure it out on my own. And then I figure, you know, the next time you pass over, you can tell me if it still sucked or not.
2: So, <laughs> Well, the biggest issue with, with both of you was the whole show, don't tell. Because it's, too, it's so easy to mm-hmm. just sit and write what your character's doing rather than showing what your character's doing. And, and I probably use the same term for both of you. I kept saying you have to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have to look at that picture and tell and write what to your readers, what you are seeing, Mm -hmm. not what your character did, but what you as the writer are seeing your character do. Yeah. And there were times when I would say this over and over and over again, until I thought, are they ever going to get it? (laughs) And I would even ask your brother, you know, when you send me these, have you gone back and looked at what I wrote, what I wrote before and then go back and change it before you send it to me again? Because it was just the same things over and over until yeah. finally, I think, I think what happened was it, you got it when you revised what I had written. Yeah. I was always
1: pretty good at, um, I think I was always pretty good at revising when you would say, Hey, you need to change this. You need to show, don't tell you need to whatever you need to do here. And in my head, I'd be like, Oh, I can do that. Um, Whoa, that's weird. I was like, um, I can do that, but, um, and, and then I would do it and I would read and go, okay, this is better. And then I would look back and go, you know, I didn't realize that's the spot I needed to revise. And once you pointed it out to me and I change it, and go oh, this, okay, now this is better. It's yeah. just my, my issue was always, I never could tell what, you know, the spots I needed to change. Once it was pointed out to me, I I think I did a pretty good job changing it. I can say that the moment that I feel like I got, it, I think Lindsay has a moment like this too. The moment I feel like I got it was, I remember I was revising chapter 5 i think it was 5 where my character's he goes on a date for the first time he's all nervous he sits down and i remember i was at chick-fil-a writing this and you said something uh, about how he needs he needs something i forget what it was but i forget what your comment was but i wrote in there that he he grabbed a hold of the flower and a petal fell off and fell to the floor and it was like this weird like weird nervous, anxious moment. And, and I sent that to you and you were back and you were like, that's perfect. And I was like, okay, maybe this makes sense to me. I still was terrible over the next 50 chapters, but at least I started to understand it right there. So
0: (laughs) I did have a moment like that. I don't remember which chapter it was. It was much later than chapter five for sure. Um, but it's where Casey was in the kitchen, getting ready for this uh, movie night with Charlie and, um, mom commented, um, what, what's on her feet because like I said this is the shirt she's wearing this is the pants she's wearing she's like well what's on her feet or does she have socks on are they bare are her toenails pointed and I was actually at Anna's house sitting on the couch when I was reading that and I said who cares what her feet look like like that that's no part of the story at all and Anna said well just you know describe her feet and then read it back and see how you like and I'm like I'll do it but I think it's dumb because I don't care what her feet look like so then of course I describe her feet and I'm like oh yeah that's better.
1: Yeah, those extra little descriptions. I can say my favorite comment from you is one that I always tell people um, when I talk about this is you had crossed out the word got and you had written, don't ever use this word again. Eliminate it from your vocabulary. You sound like a hillbilly. (laughs) (laughs) And that one always made me laugh.
2: (laughs) And that's um, dialect here up in Northeast Ohio that is part of the dialect. It's don't got, I ain't got that. And people say it all the time and I say it, but I don't write it. Yeah. And there's, do you think
0: that there was a difference um, in our writing because of, you know, the fact that Jerry still lives there and I've been kind of all over the country and met different people from all over the country. And I know that my vocabulary changes with the people that I hang out with but then again there were a lot of times that you would say this is dialect do you think that there was a difference because of that
2: not really no you were raised here you grew up you all of your peers we we tend to talk the way our peers talk that's why you see people who are raised you know with by immigrant parents but they don't have the same accent their parents have yeah. because we talk the way our peers talk and by the time you get you go through your formative years, your educational years, and you spend, you know, 18, 20 years in that area. It doesn't matter where you go or who you talk to. You're going to, those things are going to sneak back in. Yeah. They don't go away.
0: Did you think at any time during the whole process of you editing our books um, and critiquing us that you thought maybe this just isn't going to work? You just couldn't do it.
2: No, I never felt that way. But there were times when I would read something that I had told you over and over and over again. And I would just lower my head and go, oh, God.
1: I can say that during those times, I'm sure I read your comment of do this over again and lowered my head and went, oh,
2: God. (laughs) I'm sure you did.
1: <laughs> but you never thought they you never thought either a, I'm not I can't do this because they're not getting it. They need to go to somebody who's not as close to them or maybe they shouldn't write.
2: <laughs> I didn't think you shouldn't write. I just wasn't sure whether you would be successful at it.
1: Well, the question is still out on that.
2: Did that did that opinion change at all? (laughs) Yes, I think so. Because when I saw, not so much you you Lindsay, because I have not seen yours your book since I finished it. Yeah, that was whatever five edits ago. Whatever you changed and whatever you you had um, learned and corrected and changed and how your beta readers offered suggestions that you might've taken from them. I haven't seen any of that. So, but with Jerry, I think I read his three times. The first time when I was going through my edits, then he would send me parts of it through email afterward. And I would, once again, and I could see in those emails when he was, would ask me what I thought about certain things, I could see that there was a lot of improvement. Yeah. And then when the book was published and I bought the paperback and I sat and I read through it again, it was, it was really totally different than the very first um, time I looked at those words and they were, they were professional.
1: Well, it was 59,000 words when I finished the first draft, when I started sending it to you. And by the time you were done with it, it was 119,000 words. And I'm pretty sure that was all show, don't tell stuff that was added in there, whether it would be description or emotion, you know, all that stuff that I just didn't. When I was writing it, I probably thought, hey, this is pretty good. I had no idea that I was literally just telling myself the story instead of writing an actual book.
0: I remember, Gary, when when you were telling me about it, and and you were sending stuff to mom, um, this was later on, you said, um, I think it was when I was asking you, like, what's the process like having our mom edit the books? And you said that you were sure you were sending her just pure genius. And then when you got it back from her, and there was there was all this writing and all of these corrections, it was kind of like, okay, maybe I stink at this,
1: <laughs> especially when it would be like the second, because what would happen is I would send her a whole chapter and then you would go through it and you would make all your, cha- and we would do this in Google documents. You would make all your edits. I'd be sitting at work. It'd be like, you know, 9am I'd be sitting at work on a Tuesday and I would just get email after email saying this person has just made an edit to your, your chapter just made an edit. Just-. And I'd be like, Oh my God, she's making edits. And I want to go look at them, but I'm like, I can't, I got to wait until you're done. Yeah, And then I would read through them and it would almost, it wouldn't be deflating. It wouldn't be like, oh, maybe I'll never do this. But it was always like, oh, I thought I did good on that one. Well, then I would re- redo the whole chapter, send it back to you again. You would do it again. And eventually it gets to the point where I would just send you paragraphs in email of that chapter. So I would send you, I think we did like four drafts, like, I, I don't, like four, five, six, and seven, something like that we did through that book together before I took it back and did the rest of it myself.
2: Well, the point had of it. my edits were they were suggestions. I mean, the whole time I read both of your stories, I knew that these were your stories, not mine, and all not mine. And all I could do was suggest that you do this differently, or maybe this sentence would would sound better if you did it like this. And and but when it when it all came down to it, it was your decision. To use my advice or not use my
1: advice. Your advice. I was remember always when I,
2: yeah, it your, was. Your always advice was better. always
1: better. Just so you
0: know. <laughs> always. Always. When I had my Stephen King epiphany, um, it was chapter 18 when that started. And I thought chapter 18 is golden. It is golden. And that epiphany it lasted throughout a few chapters before, like I fell asleep and then it all went away. Um, but I think chapter 18 had more edits than any other chapter. But 19, the one that I thought, oh, gosh, am I starting to lose it? There were maybe a dozen corrections versus, you know, the three dozen that I would normally see. I thought that was interesting that the one that I thought was great had the most edits in all 30 chapters. Definitely. Stephen
2: King was a newspaper writer before, you know, he, he was one of his jobs before he became famous and he knew the style. He knew AP yeah. style and what he had to leave out. And and so when he gives his advice, if you have read his book, you know yeah. that he cuts a lot of excess words.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's what newspaper writing is, because in the newspaper business, space is money.
0: Yeah. So you don't
2: in you don't put in there words that you can get away with leaving out because you know, you, that's spending money. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of writers out there who are bestsellers, successful. Um, there are stories made into movies and they didn't follow his advice. They didn't yeah. cut out all those extra adverbs and, and um, past perfect words and that, I, that I, absolutely despise too but I use them I use (laughs) them because there's a place for them yeah yeah what
0: would you say is the most challenging part about editing our books when we were so green we glowed like the grass in Ireland
2: (laughs) well the most challenging part for me was time you know Mm. I wanted to get everything back to you as soon as I could but I have a life too what? And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were your life
2: <laughs> you were for the first 20 18 20 years after that you know <laughs> fly birdies fly <laughs> um there were there were a few challenges um time was the biggest one though yeah.
1: and, and i was, the- was always
2: concerned that i wasn't going to that i was dragging my feet when you wanted to keep moving along
1: Yeah, that was one of the biggest things for me where uh, luckily I was able to stay a few chapters ahead of you or I would have so many edits because it was so bad that I had it took me some time to make changes to let you keep moving forward. But near the end, like when I was finished and I was just waiting on you, I have this um, this this balance between, okay, I want her to get done. I want to subtly remind her if she can do a chapter. Cause I want to, I want to send this to the editor pretty soon. I want to go through it again, but I don't want, I don't want to be a pest either. So my plan, and I don't know what Lindsay's plan was. My plan was just buy you a laptop and then I figured I could just hold that over your head for a while.
2: Um, well, I did have my laptop was, was on its way out. And so I, I was very excited when you walked in the door and handed me that box.
0: I have to say it did cause me some guilt because I did not pay her or buy her anything. I just kept sending her stuff saying, please fix this. Um, (laughs) I I feel like I owe her some grand gesture now. um, If you want to send me,
1: if you want to send me half the laptop money, you can.
0: Well, let's not get crazy. Okay. (laughs) You're sending me a monitor.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, that's right.
1: Were there um certain parts of each of our books, whether it be specific events or the ty- the the uh the whether the book was dark or funny or whatever or or that you liked more than others that you liked editing or just enjoyed reading more than other parts of it
2: um with you, it was the action scenes you were excellent at dialogue, and your characters were real and they were individual you knew when someone was talking who it was um but when you were writing the fight scenes as particularly that was challenging for me because i really am not a fight scene writer either and i was trying to help you out as best i could and hoped that i did but you managed to figure that out. And with Lindsay, it was the sex scenes. Those are the ones you enjoyed or those were the challenging ones? Those were the challenging ones. <laughs> um they weren't challenging because I was embarrassed because I don't embarrass easily. But um it was just you know, I wanted you to get it right and I yeah. I didn't want it to come off as pornographic. I wanted it to be romantic. Yeah. And so that was some of the things that I tried to, to, you know, show you. And I couldn't talk about it with your dad because he didn't want to hear any of that. (laughs) I could talk about Jerry's fight scenes with
0: him, but I couldn't talk about yours. (laughs) I have a a special acknowledgement for dad in the back of my book that I'm a little (laughs) eager for him to see. That's the only part of the book I want him to
2: see. That's probably the only part he'll read.
0: Yeah, yeah. what's the biggest difference in our writing styles in your opinion?
2: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, because it's tough because I haven't seen your style yet. Hmm. You had to develop that after all the edits. I, I mean, during all of the edits that, that you did after I gave you my opinions. Mm -hmm. And so I really have not, seen what your style is yet mm-hmm. um Jerry's style very much changed from beginning to publication and uh he he did he found his own voice
0: mm-hmm.
2: um when i left your when I finished with your stuff, you hadn't found your voice yet um but I'm sure with with everything that you have written since then that I've read. I can, see, I can see it coming out. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the last thing you sent me was just a couple sentences from your second book that you're planning. And right away, I could see that there was a voice there. Mm. Yeah, your was,
0: comment to that, uh, I talked about this on the podcast, our, our, our regular podcast, your comment to that was, that's deep. No, I said that's powerful. Oh, no, you said that's deep. Go back and look
2: again at my text.
0: <laughs> I will. Because <laughs> I remember thinking, what does that, what does deep mean? What does that mean? Does Is that good? Does that mean she likes it? Or is she sitting there thinking, oh gosh, there's so many things I could change?
2: <laughs> it was, it was your, it was the development of your vocabulary. It had improved so much since I read your own edits that it was surprising to me that you had really gotten that far. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What? What to you? By the way, I'm curious about this because this is something. Oh, that you really... did say
2: powerful. Dang it! I
0: hate it when I'm wrong. <laughs> she's always right.
1: Uh, we've learned through the editing, Lindsay. She's always right.
0: I know. I keep um, trying.
1: Be- before I ask the question that we have on the on the outline here, I'm curious. Um, I-, I used to hear that a lot, and I'm not even sure if I still know the answer to it. What to you is a voice? What does that mean? I, I will say when I hear voice in my head, that just means the words you use but I know that's not what it is. So what is a, what is a writer's voice?
2: I'm not, I'm not talking about the character's voice. You know, when I talk about, when I say that, I'm not talking about your point of view and who speak, who in your, uh, of your characters is speaking. I'm talking about your writing style, the voice that you put into your writing. Um I suppose that I, I instead of saying voice, I should use the word style. I used to when I was when I was starting out and trying to write the great American short story slash novel uh, forty years ago. That was one of the first things that everything I read talked about was you have to develop your own style, and they always said the best way to do that was to find a writer who you really admire and just sit and copy their work just take your notebook and just copy what they that what they write and I thought what what good is that gonna do me you know that <laughs> those are their words not mine how is that gonna help me but I can see where it does help because have you this is a question I have for you have you read anything while you were writing and find that 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 author's style had somehow or other infiltrated your writing um i don't,
1: uh, go ahead I
2: don't
1: ahead. think that's
2: that a... it infiltrated
0: my writing. I think that while I was writing and reading, I was saying, "Oh gosh, I never would have said that, or I would have worded this differently or
2: I but think." You're becoming a critical reader.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that that their styles made it into my book.
2: There's a lot of, I follow a lot of authors on Twitter, and there's a lot of them who say, I can't read other people's work while I'm writing because it it affects me. It affects Mm -hmm. my own writing when I'm reading someone else's style.
1: Did it do that for you, Jerry? So I don't think that it did that I can recall, but I don't have a favorite author. Like I like Agatha Christie, but those are going to be mysteries. You're not going to see much of it. I mean, those are written in the, you know, set in what the twenties and thirties. So you're not going to see a whole lot of that come into and mind. And that's up. a
2: lot of that is formulaic grading too. Yeah,
1: But like I, I, re- I read the I'm number four series, which is what got me on this path to begin with. I don't think anything pulled in the- I haven't really read much the last couple of years where it's like the same author over and over. Part of the problem is is that I listen to this podcast, I, I've mentioned this before, um, 372 pages I will never get back, which is a, a podcast where they make fun of really terrible, terribly written books. So a lot of the books I've read in, over the past couple of years are bad, and, they're, and, they, and then the podcast, they just make fun of them. So one thing that I do is when they make fun of certain things, I think to myself, okay, don't do that when you're writing. Like, um, ready player one was the first one they did. And there's a lot of tell, not show in that book, a lot of it. So uh, when I would be writing, I would always think of what are, what are Mike and Connor going to think of this? If they were to read my book, would they make fun of me right here? So, um, I don't, I think the stuff that I've read has actually kind of helped me a little bit, but it's helped me not be bad. <laughs> um, I, I probably did though pull some things in because I've recognized in the past that there are certain phrases that my friends use that I, I know they use and then I find myself start using them just random things like um, oh what's the uh there okay, a podcast a radio show I used, used to listen to they would answer every phone with how you doing buddy and then after a while I found myself saying buddy and then I named my dog in the book buddy and I didn't do it because of that radio show, but it probably because that show put that word into my head and it became Hi Buddy, which became – that's how he's going to greet his dog. So if it did, I don't know that it did. Hmm. Um, curious now, you have, you have basically spent the last year with Lindsay. You spent a good year and a half with me constantly over and over again critiquing us the way that you should. And a lot of times you would actually – send me something. And it would be, I don't want to use the word harsh because it wasn't harsh in a mean way. It was just harsh in a honest way. And then you, and then you would find every couple months you would apologize to me, or you would tell me a story about how, when you were in college, your professor did this to you and you knew it it felt bad, but you knew it was the right thing to do. So I'm curious out of the two of us, how did we handle criticism? Did one of us handle it better than the other? I mean, I'm curious. Do you know that? I did notice a difference. I noticed
2: that when I would critique your work, you would, you would just accept it. You would say, you know, okay, I'll, you know, and then whether you changed it or or took my advice or not, you know, that, that was something that, you know, you did on your own. I noticed that Lindsay, when I first started critiquing her, she was a little argumentative. (laughs) <laughs> and wanted to it, tell me why I was wrong. And she was right. And I thought, well, you know, whatever. And that's when I would write to her and say, these are just suggestions. These aren't carved in stone. You you write it the way you want to write it. It's your book. It
0: was always, whenever I would get your, because I would go a chapter at a time. And whenever I would open up a chapter and I would see all the marks, I was always like, oh, why am I not getting this? Or like, why does, why does she think that that's important? You know, the whole, what does the feet look like thing? And, and I complained a lot to Anna, but it was always like my first reaction. And then when I would get in there and I would take each critique one at a time and fix it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so much better. I can't wait to go to the next chapter. You know, like I couldn't wait to get to your next critiques. But then the next day when I opened up that chapter, I would be like, oh, geez, I still didn't get it.
1: (laughs) I had that a lot too. that,
0: That initial reaction was always really harsh for me. But then once I started getting getting into it, I was like, I know she's making this better. She's not being mean.
1: <laughs> that was the one thing that I would get to where I would get frustrated with is what Lindsay mentioned with the, um, what does this have to do with the story? Like you mentioned the feet. You yeah. would do that to me every now and then where you would say, well, what does this look like or what's going on over here? And in my head, I'm like, well, I know the story. That doesn't matter to the story. Then I would do the same thing. I would just write it out and yeah. I would edit it myself and I would make sure that, if I was writing out something like what something looked like, I would try to tie it into what, what the characters were doing in the room. And then I would read it and it would be like, wow, I can see this so much better. Yeah. And I'm thinking the reader can see this so much better than when they when when they would have read you know what I wrote first. So yeah. Yeah. I think that, you thing. know
2: what, you know, what it looks like in your mind, you just have to get it down on paper so your reader can do, t- do it too. But there's a fine line, you know, you can't, explain it so much that you're insulting your reader's intelligence either that was the line I had trouble with I think because there
0: were a lot of times where you would say this is too much too much description just make it short and concise and then other times I would think okay I made this short and concise and you're like but we can't see it you have to show your readers and I'm like but last time I did that you told me to delete stuff (laughs) I don't know if I caught that yet
2: because what I was getting from you was It was a black corduroy, soft, fluffy (laughs) pillow. And I'm like, why do we need four adjectives (laughs) to describe the pillow? Just Because last time you told me I didn't use enough. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it wasn't it's not in the adjectives, it's in the word choice. Yeah. It's in the choice of your words.
0: Do you feel that you were tougher on one of us over the other?
2: I I don't believe I was. I think I was equally tough.
0: Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that. You know, there were times where Jerry would talk about comments that you would make on the podcast or like through our texting or whatever. And they were really similar to what you were saying to me. So
2: I tried ever... to be tough, but gentle.
1: There were a number Is that times. What you were doing?
2: Like, I mean, I did not I really did not want any either of you to go oh, I can't do this. With my crit- criticizing so much, I was so afraid that you that you would get to the point where you would just give up. And I never mm-hmm. wanted that to happen. I just I never even to considered going, that. But I wanted you to try to just I knew that that you would get it. Yeah. There there comes a point where it just clicks, and you just get it. And I and, and I knew that you just hadn't gotten to that point yet, but it was coming. It was yeah. there.
1: I will say one thing that kind of annoys me now is that I do read more with a critical eye. Yeah. Um, I'll be reading some book that I'll just be enjoying, and and out of nowhere I'll be like, "Why did they use that word? They should have used this word." And I'm like, "No, just enjoy the book."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like knowing the magic trick. Yeah, you know, like when you know the magic trick, you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that was fun."
2: <laughs> there
0: were numerous times when anna would say to me just write it you know she's always right and then i would write it and i would say yeah she was right
2: <laughs> and, and i would tell you over and over again it's in the details yeah you know the little details are important You can't leave out the details.
1: The number of times where you would send me an edit where you'd have a suggestion of what the sentence should look like. And like Lindsay said earlier, I would be like, I'm going to try to write it. I'm going to change mine, but not use hers. And I would stare at it. And then eventually I would just use yours. (laughs) 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 That might've happened a few times.
0: More often than I would have liked, but I don't think it happened Excessively, because sometimes there just was no other way to say it, you know
1: there you were times I would to. just delete I would delete the whole sentence and write almost like an Elmer Fudd where you can't get that word out so you switch to a completely different yeah. word, so I would delete the sentence and I would just change what happened in the scene um, because i couldn't figure out how to write it any better, and I didn't want to use word for word what you had written
2: yeah well i'm not even as tough as a lot of editors because I recently you know Cleveland Literary had their three-week writing conference and because of what's going on in the world around us it was all done online through Zoom and so I was uh, you know in a lot of those conference meetings and workshops and there was um, a publisher who had given a workshop and I and she only published um non-fiction books which is is not what I was interested in but it's still it's publishing
0: Mm
2: -hmm. so I watched it and um it was very interesting because she she said when someone sends us a book um and we sent we have our own editors you know if you get a if you get an agent you get accepted by a publisher The publisher then assigns you to an editor, and when that editor looks at your book, they may come back to you and say, um, well, what you wrote in the middle needs to be on the end, or the character that you, this background character needs to be more in the forefront. And so there are times when people, authors, have had to practically rewrite their entire books. I just like that's a
0: matter of opinion.
2: It's not a matter of opinion. These editors know what sells. They know what mm. people are buying. And even these authors who have talked about what their editors have done to their books, they say they were right. It was, you know, when, when I made those changes, it made the book so much better. Mm. And so there's a lot of editors out there. I didn't change anything around in your books. I was just there to um c- critique your writing and to try to show you, you know, how to improve your your own, and how to develop your own style. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was wondering did it make it tough that you were doing it for both of us? Basically a chapter at a time, you know, over a year and a half for me and a year for Lindsay where you'd you read something in chapter 30 and and not remember if something happened in chapter four because it was a year prior you know that happened a lot yeah
2: that happened a lot I would even write in in my critiques I would I would write and say was this ever mentioned before because I don't remember it you know it had been a year since I read it so and then you would write back and say yeah I did mention it earlier in in the book
1: there were, there were times when you would, you would ask me that you would say, was this mentioned before? Cause I don't remember this. And I would think to myself, well, yeah, it was mentioned before, but maybe because she's asking, I need to mention it somewhere else, just in mm-hmm. case the same reader might forget about it too. So that, I made changes based on that suggestion every now and then. Yeah.
0: Day. I did the same thing. If, if she asked, was this mentioned or who is this person? I would always how go back and say, how many times have you read
2: a book and, and then had to leaf back through a few pages because you didn't remember something that the author had, had written, yeah. had, had referred to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I've,
0: actually, it I've actually made uh, character maps before for certain books because there's so many characters and I just couldn't remember who was who, especially if they had odd names that I had trouble like pronouncing, you know?
2: hmm Yeah. Writing is hard.
1: Oh, it it's is the hard. hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not send you um, my novella and I did not send you book two, do you think I should have?
2: I haven't read, to be honest, I haven't read your novella. I have not read, other than I think you sent me one chapter of book two, and I really didn't have a lot to say about it because it it was good. I mean, it was, your writing was good. I, I don't remember if I it'd been so long ago. I don't remember if I critiqued any of it or
1: not. I think you said that you had, you gave me like three suggestions and it was really just word suggestions. It wasn't like it used to be where you'd highlight a whole sentence or a paragraph and make big sweeping suggestions. It was just, you know, use a different word than this one, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get it out quicker. I didn't want to take time and I knew Lindsay was, using you too and I didn't (laughs) I didn't I used air quotes there I didn't want to take time away from her so I just thought well I'm not going to do it and the whole time I'm writing it I'm thinking you know is this going to be as good I don't know if it's as good as book one because it didn't go through that developmental edit it's probably better than what my first draft was of book one but I don't know if it's as good as book one in terms of the way it's written I like I love the story I just don't know if it's written as well we'll find out I guess (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, your editor will let you know. You you did send it to uh, your editor, didn't you?
1: Uh, not yet. August eighteenth, two weeks.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and so. I'll read it. I'll read it when it comes out. So and I'll reread Lindsay's when you know September first, when when I can, I will reread it and and I think you know by there has to be a point in time where you know that you're doing okay and that you don't need
1: me. See, I feel like I'm there. Although I don't feel like I'm as good as I could be. I do feel like I can write better than I did when we were going back and forth for that year and a half. So, um, but I'm still obviously learning. There's still things I'm trying to figure out how to write.
2: You never stop. You never stop learning. I don't care how, how many books you have out there. You never stop. With my first three
0: paragraphs of book two, I don't feel like I need to send it to you, but that's only three paragraphs. So as I get more into book two, um, which will be in the next few weeks, then I think I'll decide, you know,
2: dude, or maybe Even I'll send
0: you a couple of chapters just to kind of test
2: the waters. Yeah. I mean, you may not need me. Yeah.
1: You can even send, um, paragraphs where things are happening. If you don't feel comfortable about it, it's easier to, I, I would just send those in emails and, and you would just, you were, I remember you would be at the, the VFW and you'd be like, I'm at the VFW, hang on. And then 10 minutes later, you'd send it back in an email with little changes made in it. And I just imagine that you're pausing from hitting the button on the slot machines to go ahead and edit my, uh, edit my paragraph. So
2: I haven't been to the VFW since yeah. March 16th.
1: Yeah. Um, so I have uh, my uh, the last question I have at least written down is there's is a rumor out there that you started writing something of your own and I'm curious uh, a couple things number one do you think the fact that you spent the last two and a half years reading and editing our stuff it kind of maybe stoked a fire in you to do this or is this something you've been wanting to do for a while what exactly is it that you're writing and then number two Lindsay and I were wondering if you want us to edit it for you we're happy to do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah, I it, it I don't know that editing your stuff has stoked the fire. I started this uh probably 15 years ago or or longer. And I pretty much had all my characters um and then for I, I my my problem has always been plots. I I have a hard time coming up with plots. And I knew my characters inside and out. I I knew the type of people they were, but I didn't know what to do with them. And then I started working at the newspaper. And that was my thing. And so what I had written had been put away. And like I, I explained to you, you were gonna come over, I had my computer had crashed at that time. And I thought I had lo- pretty much lost it all and and basically said, oh, well, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And then I found a flash drive and I didn't know where it came from or, or how old it was, but I stuck it in my computer and opened it up just to see what was on it. And it was everything I had written 15 years ago. It was and a And then I thought, you know what, <laughs> I think I'm going to. Try to do something with this.
1: How far along are you?
2: I have written thirty-one thousand words, and I'm on chapter eleven. And I, re-
1: I remember seeing your chapters, and they were they were quite long. Do you have any idea how long? I mean, are you just writing? Have you plotted all the way to the end? I mean, what do you have any expectations for? It? I have.
2: I know the very last chapter I'm going to write. In fact. I am holding back from writing that chapter and sticking it somewhere near the back where, where everything else is going to meet up with it eventually. But I haven't done that yet, but I, I know where it's all going to go. Um, I know what's going to happen to the characters. Um, there's a few things that I still have to figure out, but um I know the whole thing. And when I sit down to write, I, there's times when I just sit there and feel like I'm rambling. Um, those chapters that have three and 4,000 words, there's more than one of those. I don't know if those chapters are going to stay that long or if they're going to get, you know, cut up. Um, I don't even know if they're going to be any good. I just sit there and just write and write and write and, until I get to a spot where I think, okay, I'm, I better stop here. I'm getting a headache. I've been at this all day, but it's just coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it. I could go 24 hours a day if I had the stamina, but I don't. <laughs> but when I get up in the morning and come in here and sit, open up my computer, I know exactly where I'm going to start and, and keep on going. I haven't come to a point yet where I've where I have to stop and say, geez, what's going to happen next? I always know what's going to happen next. I've been thinking about this for 15 years.
1: So next year in November of 2021, are the three of us going to be flying to Vegas for 20 Books Vegas at Bally's or or uh, are you not uh, ready for that?
2: I I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to try traditional publishing. And I know 20 books is primarily um, for indie writers, but we'll see. We'll see. And I know, I know that traditional publishing is tough, that it can take years. And I'm 68 years old. I don't have, you know, 10 years to wait for my first book to show up. So I may just get to a point where I say, okay, it's time to just do it my, publish it myself. But we'll see. I mean, right now I'm just getting the first draft out. So that means there's going to be revisions and edits and uh, all that stuff is, has to come first. And I, it doesn't even have a name. It doesn't even have a title yet.
1: All righty. Well, that is all we have as questions. Um, do you, Lindsay, do you have any other comments, questions?
0: No, I can't. I was just sitting here trying to think of something. I can't think of anything.
1: Mom, do you have anything else?
2: No, I I really other than, I did. You know, wear your masks, <laughs> stay, social distance.
1: I do that anyway. I've been doing that for 35 years. Oh, call your mom. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I did tease in the podcast that we were going to ask you which book you liked better or more, more accurately, you were going to tell us which book you liked better.
2: Which book did I like better? Mine or Jerry's? Well, they're both so totally different. Um,
1: yeah, I, would I like Jerry's <laughs> for,
2: for his, for reasons. And I like yours for your reasons. Mm.
1: That's where that works. That's a good political I mean, question. Answer. I,
2: think, <laughs> I, I think Lindsay's book will probably have a broader audience.
1: Well, I've been saying forever that she's going to outsell me pretty quick.
2: I mean, yeah. I, I'm on a couple, I, I joined a couple of Facebook groups just to see what other people were writing about their writing and, and a lot of them are way younger than me and um, they're Wait. all writing fantasy and science yeah. fiction.
1: Yeah. Uh, can, uh, what is it? Um, romance. Paranormal, paranormal romance is like the big thing. I don't even know what paranormal yeah. romance is, but that's like the I, big thing.
0: I don't relationships with ghosts. I really don't know. Yeah,
1: I, I never understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. But uh, yeah, I, and they're considerably younger than the two of us, also. So yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've okay. noticed
0: that. Yeah. So I had that was one of the shit. that was one of the things that I was a little concerned about when I was writing because, as a twenty year old, you know, like back in the early two thousands when Jeremy was deploying every other year and I was doing a lot of reading, it was just Paris and I. um, I read about other twenty year olds. And if I read about somebody who was thirty-five, I would think, Oh gosh, ew, I don't even come with them. And now my characters are basically forty, like around my age. Um, and I thought, you know, is that going to lessen my audience because I'm writing about people my age, you know, or are twenty year olds going to want to read, you know, about a widow and a divorcee.
2: So well, my I characters so are around your age too. Maybe yeah. a few years older, but they're not as old as I am.
1: Mm-hmm. My, characters would... are all, my characters are all in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. Well, if nobody has anything else, I think we can go ahead and end this. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate yeah, it. And thank you, thank you for editing thank our books. Thank
2: inviting me. It was fun. I listen to you every week.
1: Yeah. It's the way that yeah, if you ever want to know about any of us, either of us with what's going on, just listen to the podcast. It's well, like that's a diary. how I
2: find things out. Yeah. And I'll tell your dad, Oh, this is going on with, with Lindsay this week. This is going, on. and it's because I found out in the podcast. So call your mom.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you want to find out where you can find all of mom, do you care if anybody knows where you are in social media? where I am. Yeah. Do you care if anybody follows you or anything like that?
2: I don't have an author page or anything like that. So no, my page um, is private.
1: All right. Well, my stuff is on the podcast that we did earlier today that you can listen to and you just listen to it there. Lens, you want to talk about anything?
0: Uh No, all of my stuff is on the, the podcast. Are you going to put our contact info in this yeah. podcast?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Just check that. It's all on the, the show notes.
1: Page. Yeah. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. And um yeah, that's the end. See you Sunday. Thanks for listening
0: to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.